0: Nintendo just reminded us why it's hard to question almost anything it does anymore. Good morning, good Thursday morning to you, I'm Shane Satterfield from Sifted and this is Good Morning Gaming for February 10th, 2022. It comes bright and early every weekday to our patrons who pledge at patreon.com sifted, and it's delayed a couple days for everyone else. If you like our content, we also have a separate podcast feed for our flagship show Game Face that you can find by searching your favorite podcast service. You'll find the podcast versions of the rest of our content in the same feed. You found this. Nintendo held its latest Direct for February 2022, and it was a doozy. Yesterday, we struggled to come up with games that would be releasing for Switch in 2022, but that quandary has been solved. Nintendo made a whopping 25 game-related announcements today, including at least five completely brand-new games, a couple updates to existing ones, some surprising third-party support, and some remasters and remakes that made fans freak. The brand-new games that were announced include a Switch version of Wii Sports called Nintendo Switch Sports, which may end up being the biggest announcement of them all. Tennis and bowling return, along with some new sports like volleyball and soccer. And you'll be able to play all the games online. Best of all, it launches April 29th. Next up is Xenoblade Chronicles 3. The next installment in this action RPG franchise asks you to navigate a contentious relationship between two warring nations. It takes place in a new world that somehow connects the futures of both Xenoblade Chronicles and Xenoblade Chronicles 2. Those are Nintendo's words, not ours. It launches in September 2022, and the sexualization found in previous entries has definitely been toned down. It's been 15 years since the Mario Strikers soccer game for GameCube, and the franchise is being revived as Mario Strikers Battle League. This 5-on-5 arcade soccer game allows up to 20 players to join online tournaments, and there's local support for up to 8. It's coming June 10th. Fire Emblem Three Hopes takes the characters from Fire Emblem Three Houses and smashes them into a Dynasty Warriors-style hack and slash. It's coming on June 24th. And lastly, a brand new entry in the Taiko Drum franchise is coming. I know I'm going to get this wrong, but it's called Taiko no Tatsujin Rhythm Festival. It includes a story mode, and it will have a subscription service for all its DLC. It's coming later this year, but no hard date was announced. Unfortunately, the Donkey Konga drums are not supported. Then we received updates on upcoming Switch games that we're already aware of. Splatoon 3 now has a Summer 22 release date. 3D platformer Kirby and the Forgotten Land is coming very soon, on March 25th. Advance Wars 1 Plus 2 Reboot Camp is coming April 8th, and it includes online multiplayer and the ability to build your own maps. And finally, strategy RPG Triangle Strategy, dumbest name ever, is coming in just a few weeks on March 4th, and there's a free demo on the eShop right now. There were also a couple DLC updates for existing games. One is good, and one is kinda good? Nintendo first poured a bucket of cold water on Mario Kart 9 by announcing 48 remastered courses from across the Mario Kart series will be coming to Mario Kart 8 Deluxe as paid, downloadable content. There will be six waves of eight courses that will run until the end of 2023. Mario Kart 9 is looking like a Switch 2 game. Metroid Dread now has both an easier and a more difficult setting. And a boss rush mode is coming in April. Heralded SNES RPG Earthbound is coming to Nintendo Switch Online sometime in the summer. And finally, Nintendo announced a bevy of third-party games coming to Switch. Some were unexpected, while others are revivals of beloved classics. The entire Kingdom Hearts franchise is coming to Switch via Cloud Play and Kingdom Hearts Integrum Masterpiece. Sony's baseball game MLB The Show 22 launches for Switch on April 5th, just in time for an MLB season that probably isn't going to happen. The game also doesn't look too good in its first footage. A rework of Chrono Cross launches for Switch April 7th. A portal collection that includes both games is also coming sometime this year. Somehow, No Man's Sky is launching for Switch this summer. It will be interesting to see how Nintendo Online handles that. Then there's Assassin's Creed, the SEO collection, Cuphead, cult favorite JRPG, Live Alive, a Klonoa collection, Front Mission 1 and 2 remakes, and so much more. All of them are launching before the end of 2022. Holy moly, that's a lot. Now, there were no updates on Bayonetta 3 or the sequel to Breath of the Wild. That's a little disappointing. But otherwise, this Nintendo Direct was meaty and fulfilling. We'll talk about all the big announcements on next week's Game Face, where I'll provide a lot more commentary. But just the sheer amount of games announced for 2022 was like an E3 press conference. It just seems like every time we start to question what Nintendo is doing with Switch software, it slaps us upside the face with the backhand of reality. Now for a couple more stories from the top of your sifs. It was announced today that the director behind the Uncharted film is also trying his hand at adapting another Naughty Dog franchise to pop culture, Jack and Daxter. No word on whether it'll be a TV show or a film, but Ruben Fleischer stated that he's already working up treatments. While the duo does make for a good buddy film or TV series, the franchise hasn't really been relevant for a decade. That won't stop Hollywood though. Bloomberg and Eurogamer are reporting that the next Assassin's Creed standalone game was once DLC for Valhalla. Called Assassin's Creed Rift, it's reported to be a smaller, stealth-driven installment. The game stars Basim, and is reportedly set for launch at the end of 2022, or in early 2023. Korean first-person shooter Crossfire X launched today for Xbox. The multiplayer mode is free-to-play, but the campaign built by Remedy comes at a cost, unless you're a Game Pass subscriber where you can play the first half of the campaign right now. We've mentioned the network exploit issues in the PC versions of the Dark Souls franchise in past episodes of GMG. And Bandai Namco announced today that it will be leaving those servers offline until after the launch of its upcoming game, Elden Ring. The publisher wants to make sure the launch goes smooth before fixing issues with its older releases. All right, let's take a break. And when we come back, we'll tackle today's boss fight. Welcome to today's Boss Fight, where I tackle random topics that may or may not be related to video games. Today in Boss Fight, I want to answer a question, and that question is, is gaming healthy? One wildly held view maintains that playing video games is intellectually lazy, but several studies have contended that gaming may actually strengthen a range of cognitive skills such as spatial navigation, reasoning, memory, and perception. In a study from 2014, the American Psychological Association determined that playing video games, including violent shooters, may boost children's learning, health, and social skills. Isabella Granik of Radboud University in the Netherlands states, "...important research has already been conducted for decades on the negative effects of gaming, including addiction, depression, and aggression, and we are certainly not suggesting that this should be ignored." However, to understand the impact of video games on a child's development, a more balanced perspective is needed. I'll be honest, I don't think gaming makes me aggressive or depressed, though I will admit I might be addicted. I think if there's any negative psychological impact for me, it's that it takes my time away from other healthy activities. That could give my life some texture and variance. If you ask me if I'd rather play a hot new video game or go to the gym, I'm going to pick the video game every time. I'm literally living more of my life in a virtual world than the real world, and the nature of my job and my favorite hobby practically guarantees that I'll spend more time isolated than I probably should. However, gaming can also be helpful in other ways, like learning to persevere, developing problem-solving skills, fostering creativity, and then there's just the fundamental idea that if playing games makes you happy, that's a good thing. A Harvard study contends that gaming can be a great way to stave off loneliness and help make human connections for autistic kids. But it also goes on to state that repetitive stress injuries are common, internet gaming disorder or IGD is a real thing, and as far as physical health is concerned, a 2013 meta analysis found that playing shooters improved a player's capacity to think about objects in three dimensions, just as well as academic courses designed to enhance those same skills. Now, I'm not so sure how important thinking about objects in 3D space is to our daily lives, but the Fortnite kids can make great bricklayers, or maybe architects someday. Is this a confessional or a real investigation into the health of a gaming habit? That's really for you to decide, but if you're listening to this, then chances are high that the balance in your life may be heavily tilted in the same direction. I guess in the end it's hard for me to deny that my gaming habits have had an adverse effect on my physical health, Before I started doing this job professionally, I had never been overweight. In fact, my BMI was just like rock bottom. I was the height of physical fitness. And within the first year of working at GameSpot, I became borderline obese. I'm not exaggerating, borderline obese in the span of a year. Before I consciously struck a balance and decided to get some more exercise. Psychologically or emotionally, I believe playing games has been nothing but a positive thing, for me anyway. They make me think about things in ways that no other medium can, and I've found all the previously mentioned positive psychological benefits of the hobby to be true in my own life. I'm ready for a real test in the next few months, though. I need to lose weight. I just got a bike, and I just have my knee repaired. There are no more excuses. Let's see if gaming manages to get in the way. Thanks for listening to Good Morning Gaming. I appreciate every single one of you who listens to GMG. I'm Shane Satterfield, and you can do what the cool kids do and follow me on Twitter at Dimfire. And while you're there, follow Sifted at Sifted Games. We'll be back tomorrow with another episode, but until then, make sure you seize today, because there will never be another.